Hello, I'm Justin Wheeler, and welcome to this episode of Nonstop Nonprofit. Today, I'm talking with Bobby D, world champion auctioneer and nonprofit event extraordinaire. We're going to discuss how to create that golden goosebump moment and why you should maybe end silent auctions. Let's dive in. The best thing that we can do is just raise as much money as possible and then give it to the people around the world. We set out to raise $1,000 to help this person, um, but we had no idea how to fundraise. Then you're doing it wrong. Okay. That is unacceptable and that is not the way to run a board. Who is this girl and what's the thought process when you're like, do I include a nickel? And it snowballs like any peer-to-peer campaign. The more people that view this content, the further and further it grows. The community raised $55 million in 2019. The more nonprofits can and give their donor base that experience of the impact that's being made on the ground level, there's nothing else that you have to give someone. This is Nonstop Nonprofit. I'm excited for this conversation. Me too. Happy to be here. Yeah. So um, as we both know, nonprofits are um, one of their primary fundraising mechanisms are events. Yes. I'm sure in your days of events, you've seen lots of bad events. Uh, We're going to talk about good events today. Yes. And you're also a world-class auctioneer. World champion. World, yes. World champion. Sorry, I messed yeah. that up. World champion auctioneer. So I think before we get started, to kind of bring us in the mood of what an auction event looks and feels like, could you help us get in that mood? Totally. Well, so when we have the auction, we have something to sell. So what, what should we sell, Justin? Let's, let's sell some fundraise software. Yeah, okay. All right. Let's get going. Here it is, friends. We got fundraise software right here. Want to start the bid at $5,000. Now I got to get five, ten thousand down, 15 to 20. 20 don't hear. Now I got to get, you have to raise your hand. Hit 30. Oh, now I got to get 30, 40, 50. Okay. Now I got to get 60, 70, 80, 90, $100,000. You give 100, wouldn't you? Come on, it's for a good 100, cause. Right here. $100,000. Now I got to get going once, going twice. Anybody else? Sold right there. $100,000. $100,000. All right. We take cash, check, car, charge. Bitcoin, all of it. All of it. Okay. All of it. Yeah. Well, hit me up in a couple of years. Okay. I'll be happy to buy it. No. Okay. So prior to to uh, this recording, we've talked about events. We talked about auctions, and I want to I want to get into that the moment what you call the golden goosebump moment. Right. So I want to get there, but before we do that, um, just provide some background. Like who who are you? What do you do? How do you help nonprofits succeed? Uh, and at their event strategy? For sure. Well, my name is Bobby D. Ellert. I am a world champion auctioneer. Uh, I got my start in the auction world. I'm a second generation auctioneer and I was doing auto auctions. I was, you know, an auto auctioneer did a lot of the the classic car auctions, was doing wholesale auto auctions, was selling used cars to used car dealers. And it was great. I mean, it's a great place to practice. It's a great place to learn that craft. And uh, being a second generation auctioneer, it was, you know, my, my stepdad, my mom, all my brothers are all auctioneers. It was just kind of the way. And as, you know, you're an auctioneer, your name gets out into the kind of the, into the community. And it's like, oh, hey, come help us at our at our our kids school event or come help us at this little golf tournament or come help us at this gala and and the one I was like oh wow this is this is great and and it was fun because I got to go you know to these big events and you know got to raise money for good causes and and whatnot and then I had a uh, kind of that aha moment like like the light you know kind of just like went off I'm like okay I need to do this. I was working with an organization and and went to their event and they had never really had a professional auctioneer before. It was okay. kind of like the weatherman or somebody that yeah. you know 
thought they could do it. So then I get in there and I bring a whole team in. It was amazing. Like we raised like, you know, like fifty hundred thousand dollars more than it ever raised. I'm oh, like, wow. well, because of you, we're going to be able to help more kids. We're helping more families. And we've never done this before. And that's so that was like, the moment where you're like, you know, this, this skill that I've acquired over the last decade or so. Yeah. I'm going to turn it into a career right. in helping nonprofits right. fundraise. Yeah. So that that's what I decided. I was like, this is what I want to do when I grow up. And this is all that I want to do. Got it. You talked about, you know, your your career in, in auctioneering and uh, transforming that into the nonprofit industry. And you and I have talked a lot about nonprofit events and, you know, kind of the good, the bad, the ugly. And uh, you've highlighted a trend that you're seeing um, in the nonprofit space where it's moving more to towards this like funded need sort of moment, yeah. which we're going to talk about. Um, but what what are other ways that nonprofits are actually raising funds at events aside from that like fund a need, you know, cash, end of night cash auction? What other ways are you, are you involved in, in helping nonprofits well, raise funds? Well, the live auction. I mean, the live auction's super energetic. It's super entertaining when done with a professional, you know, somebody that actually right. knows what they're doing. I mean, it's our passion to start making events better again. Um, the nonprofits for so long have always used like, you know, the free auctioneer, the funny uncle or the board member or whatnot. And they're probably really good at whatever they're profession is, but you, you, you don't go, you know, look for the cheapest brain surgeon. Yeah. You know, you want to make right. sure that you have an expert within this and, and, and it's, it, when it's done right, that's where you just create this environment where you're, it's a competitive bidding and, and people are, you know, giving more than, than what they thought they would. And they're spending more than the value of the item. And they're really, you know, they're, they're caught up in the moment. And we try to create that, that moment from happening sure. in, in the live auction. So that's there. Yeah. And then, you know, there's silent auctions and everybody, you know, that has an event. It used to have silent auctions. So, you know, we do some work in there and then there's revenue generators, whether it's raffles or games or sure. something. We kind of look at the event as a whole and we kind of find these different places to, 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 to enhance the, the revenue. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you, you've mentioned that, you know, about 1% of kind of your effort uh, with an organization is spent on stage, True. you know, actually running the auctions yep. um, and, and the fundraising. And the rest of it is actually uh, in building out that experience. So right. can, you, can you talk to us about what is it that you do to help nonprofits throw an amazing event that's unforgettable? For sure. And the 1% is my absolute favorite part. But even more than that is is working with nonprofits to, to help them to identify, again, the golden goosebump moment. What is the story that you're going to tell to to really you know tug at those heartstrings. So you know crafting that message, crafting that that production of of the you know once everybody's in the ballroom, like what does you know like that look like? But then we also do a lot of work with uh, with donor development, with uh, board development, making sure that they're prepared to come and, and bring in their tribe, sure. bring in their network. You know a lot of the marketing. So that means like you're you're working with like the organization and the board. Uh, if the goal is to raise a million bucks, right. you know you're like well, all right, we need some people to be plants tonight to yeah. help kind of kickstart. Like the momentum. And yeah, so you, forth. You, have to, you, you have to create the you know the icebreakers, the momentum builders. Yeah. You know that strategy. We do a lot of work with uh, corporate sponsors as well too. Okay. How do we get them engaged within the live fundraising? We help come up with ideas for live auction items. You know all of those components that that maximize that thirty to sixty to seventy five minutes of true pure live yeah. fundraising. How right. do you make that better? And then we also do a lot of work with the gratitude process okay. as well, keeping the, the post uh, keep, event. Yeah, post event. Yeah, keeping those uh, those relationships alive and cultivating that donor relationship. Good, good. So I've been to a lot of nonprofit events and I've been to some some that are just like I will never come back to this event. Yeah. Oh, and I, I think that. why why is why do nonprofits think that just because someone is coming to your event they're going to give. Right. right. I think that like I think you can correlate the ex the overall experience, the quality of an event to the dollars raised at, right. at the end of the night. So why why do so many nonprofits get it wrong and just throw 
events that that feel like very little thought and effort and energy went into actually organizing. A lot of nonprofits look as the at the event as kind of the end point of of this fundraising campaign, and they're they're like, okay, once so many times we're like we're just burnt out, we're tired, the event's done, and then you know they just disappear and they take a vacation for the next two weeks because it was so time intensive sure. to build to that moment. But then it's it. An event, when done effectively, is really the midpoint. That's where you're identifying new donors. We're transforming guests into donors. We're transforming donors into major donors, possibly legacy donors. And it's about creating that that experience that that you can't really have anywhere else. But at that event, when you have that human to human connection, so it's really, um, you know, how do we like kind of look at these events? Let's let's formulate them better. Let's let's evolve this event experience that then makes a better donor relationship. Sure. Yeah. So the you talked about the the goosebump moment, right? Yeah. The golden goosebump yes. moment. And so how do you walk me through the the process that you will walk an organization through to create that moment? Because I mean, that's that's obviously very planned, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. you, you can't like just hope that it's, it's going to happen. It's, it's, so yeah. So how, how, walk us through, you know, um, your process and like helping an organization create that moment. Right. So we look at the timeline of what their event looks like. And then we, we, we look at past, you know, data and kind of find out where, you know, their fundraising has happened before. So we're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do this here, but we need a story. We need something that's going to really tug at the heartstrings. That's going to inspire people to give. And, and, and what are your story, what we call story assets that are available? Is it a particular survivor? Is it a, you know, is it someone that's been affected by the, you know, by the mission? Maybe it's a parent, maybe it's, you know, someone that's involved there. And, and then how are we going to tell that story? Are we going to tell it with video? Are we going to create some type of production on stage or within the audience? Or is it a combination of both? I mean, how are we, you know, utilizing these story assets to then create those goosebumps? So we do a lot of brainstorming. We do a lot of kind of storytelling and, and creating of what this is. And usually the reason I call it the golden goosebump moment is when I get goosebumps, I know it's going to work. Okay. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, that's it right there. Let's tell that story and then how do we tell the story and then how do we identify the right moment and the right time and really uh, uh it's about striking the right note and striking the right tone. Um, it's kind of like the blues versus jazz. There's the yeah. blue note. So how do we create that note at, to happen at the event and then using that to then push us forward within the fundraising? Sure, sure. Yeah. So out of uh, the 10,000 hours you've been behind the microphone, uh, you've never gotten goosebump fatigue? No. Well, no? there... there high highs, low lows within events for sure. <laughs> sure. And, and, and at the end of an event, I mean, yes, definitely the highest high I've ever, ever been on. And, and it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's a big drop afterwards because we've so much adrenaline, so much emotion is built within that. And we have such a deep dedication and connection with our clients is that we, you know, we do, uh, you know, have a lot of, uh, empathy yeah. fatigue that, that comes from that. So we feel it, we see it and, and, and it's, um, you know, a lot of self-care to take care of that, to be like, okay, how do we get to the next one? Sure. I, I think too for um, and correct me if, if I'm wrong here, but I think one of the things I've seen um, at events and where I think actually nonprofits go wrong in trying to create that you know golden goosebump moment is they think that they have to create this um, this environment of like extreme gravity for the issue that they're working on. Yeah, right? It's oh. just like it's like the yeah. doom and gloom, right. you know, sort of like elicit kind of like the guilt. Uh, to get people to give, yeah, and it's like the world is falling apart. You know, these kids are not going to be able to go to school. If you don't or whatever give, they're going to die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
And you see, you see that like, you know, played out at a lot of events and, and sure it can be effective for some people and maybe it's what some people need to give, but the events that seem to raise significantly amount more money are the ones focused on the success, right? Yes. Like this is what we have accomplished because of people like you in the room. Yep. This is the impact we've made. Yes. This is the impact we're going to make in the next 10 years. Yes. Is that a part of the message that you try to help nonprofits right. kind of craft? Yeah. And, and again, it's that roller coaster of emotions that sure. we're trying to manage and, and, and direct towards at the event. And in, in, yes, you really have to talk about, you know, kind of the bad thing that's happening, but let's focus on the, the results. Let's focus on the impact. Let's focus on the solutions that are happening and, and how a donor is engaged with, within that and, and the, how the donor has, you know, a responsibility or, you know, the helping with that. So it's, it's then turning that like, oh, into a more hopeful ass because of your donations, we're making this mission a reality sure. and the needs big out there and we need this. And then that's where we build that momentum into a more hopeful, you know, community engaging, community building ask to yep. where it's like, we're coming together and we're making amazing things happen. Totally. That makes sense. So there's, there's all types of, of events, right? There's, mm -hmm. um, and, and really want to focus on more like the fundraising. Cause I mean, you could host, host events for like donor nurturing and so forth. Yeah. All that. But when an organization is thinking about a, an event, um, like the cost of an event and how much they should raise, like wh what would you say, or what do you, what are the goals that you would set if an organization is going to spend a hundred thousand dollars on on event production? Right. What would what would be like a good return uh, from an event? Well, I mean, you definitely want to see a three to ten times return on on anything. So if your overhead of an event is a hundred grand, you should really have that that overhead covered before you walk in the door. I mean, okay. you can do that with through sponsorship through sponsorships, through ticket sales, you know, do that math, figure out how much is yeah. it going to cost to put on the event. But then now we have all the donors and all the guests are at the event. We're telling the story, we're getting ready to go. You got to create those fundraising opportunities to then that's where you're going to make your, your profit. You know, that's where you're going to really, you know, really, you know, build those revenues. Yeah. For the events that you've been a part of that have been successful, especially ones that you like come back and continue to, uh, to facilitate what, what are like the ingredients that you've seen, um, th that make the event successful, like people coming back, people giving more money, the event raises more. What are the things that, that really help enhance, uh, the quality of an event? So it's, it's really, um, having a fully engaged board that that's focused upon this event. So okay. the, the board has to have a buy-in within that. The entire leadership and development team has to be focused on, okay, what is our goals with this? I mean, yeah. is it to raise money? Is it to develop new donor relationships? Is it to show, so, you know, some, some corporate sponsor love out, you know, and develop those relationships. So, so getting that buy-in of, of everybody that this is what we're focused in here to do. And we're going to do everything to really design the conversation. And it's all about changing the conversation of what an event is. So, you know, what is that conversation that we're having with in what used to be called the cocktail hour. Now we're coining it the connection hour. How are we driving those conversations? So, so having that successful component there, how are we setting everything up for success in the room that night prior to the event? So okay. then you have that, you know, kind of that connection hour, and then you actually have the production that happens within the ballroom. And, you know, what does that look like? What does it taste like? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? All of those components there and getting everyone focused in the room that this is what we're here to do. We're here to, to raise as much as we can. And whether we're doing live auctions or, you know, and doing the paddle raise, doing the fund to need, that is where you're going to really maximize your fundraising opportunities. But then also the most successful organizations that we work with then have a gratitude process okay. built in beyond the event to where once someone raises their paddle, how are we saying thank you? Right. Like, like immediately after. And there's one group okay. that we 
we have taken from from 50,000 to this year we're going to raise over a million at their event and it's been like 7 years building towards that but they have uh, a a a hug squad that goes out and hugs everybody <laughs> as soon as they raise their paddles so it's, it's so cool so my paddle goes up at the event and someone's coming to give me a hug. Right. Somebody's running oh, over, wow. giving you a hug. You're like, wow, it's amazing. So that's, they're building yeah. that gratitude process yeah. and they're showing the impact of that gift immediately and then cultivating that relationship. And then year over year, they're showing the impact of what the event was. And then the donors are getting excited. Like, oh, because I come to the event and I raise my paddle and I buy the auction items. This is a, hug. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to be, I want to, I want to, I want to continue to come back. This is a great organization. This is a great event. And this is someone out someplace that I want to bring my friends to. I want to bring my network to. Yeah. And then and that's where it just grows exponentially. So you mentioned, um, uh, you know, the fund, the need of right. being kind of like the pinnacle of, of, of the event, yes. right? And so if you're if you're fundraising at the event, you have to have fund the need. Have to um, tell us, talk about what is that? Because um, maybe you know, organizations. I've I've been to a lot of events where uh, the way that like the fundraising has ended has been like go to the table, swipe your card, make a donation, fill out the envelope. Yeah, fill out the envelope. Yeah. So tell us about fund the need and and what that is. So so this is is I mean this is the most effective and efficient fundraising method at an event that that we've identified. Um, when I say we, my my partner Aaron and I created this firm called Inspire Hearts Fundraising, and we're the we're the only firm across the nation that is working with nonprofits in fund the need only events and paddle raise only events, where we're identifying the golden goosebump moment, all of the strategies building into that, and then just creating that that philanthropic crescendo that allows everyone to be engaged within the fundraising. Auctions are exclusive. So if right. you have a silent auction, it's got 100 items, you're only going to have 100 donors. If you have a live auction, it has five auction items, you're only going to have five donors there. Yeah. But if you have 500 people at your event and you only have 105 giving opportunities with your auctions, how do you engage the other 395 people? Sure. That's where the fund the need comes in. That's where you can truly create a collective and community giving experience where everybody comes together. And it's really, I mean, it's contagious when the paddles go up, people are giving more people see that they see that pride and that joy in that person. They want to join in. They want to be a part of that. And it allows everybody to give at a level that that's meaningful and inspirational for them. Right. Some can give high, some can give low, but it's, which really, Really, truly not how much they're giving, but it's the fact that they are giving and then they're joining this community. And, and to go back to like the details around that, um, you know, something you were saying earlier is you've noticed even down to the, the, the way the room's lit, right? Yes. I mean, if there's a table not, you know, that isn't lit properly, yeah. people will get out of feeling yeah. kind of that social pressure to give. And so, um, you talk about, you know, like not just like the moment, but also making sure all the details are, are dialed in uh, to provide the best experience. Um, so we were also talking earlier about um, just like the, you know, the trends around silent auctions and mm -hmm. live auctions. Right. You know, we, we, we hear a lot of nonprofits uh, almost feel like obliged, like they have to do these things because it feels like. Or it's the way we've always done it. We've always done it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, something you said is you said like you show up to events and sometimes it feels like you've shown up to a garage sale because right. you have a hundred items that have nothing to do. So much. Yeah. With, with the actual mission of the organization. Um, so how, how do you help nonprofits kind of either migrate away from that type of event fundraising? Mm -hmm. um, and how has the response been in, in those conversations? So what we're talking about is it's a transactional giving model versus a transformational giving model. So transactional is your giving to get. So it's stuff. That's the silent auction. Right. That's the live auction. Auctions are very exclusive. And it only allows certain people to, to give within that. And it also attracts a, a different type of uh, transactional giver, which is like, okay, I'm going to give you something. And you're going to give me something in return. So it's, it's, it's true that transaction. But what we're really trying to 
do is, is is helping organizations evolve that event into a true transformational event okay. to where it, it it not only transforms the organization uh, through better fundraising, it transforms those that they're serving because we're raising more money, they're, they're able to you know fulfill the mission more effectively, but it also transforms the donor to feel that they are a part of something bigger. They're doing something, they're writing their own legacy story. Yeah. And by raising their paddle, they're joining this. So, so creating that transformational experience is so important for an organization that's really hit like a plateau within their fundraising, or they might be going backwards and they're kind of like, whoa, how do we change this? Well, it's the culture of philanthropy that you have within your organization, within your event. And how do you evolve that? How can you upgrade that experience to yeah. then allow more donors to come in and allow you know donors to give bigger and be dive dive deeper and within that? I, I would imagine, you know, as, as, uh, as you shared uh, around like this, like transformational experience, it's changing the minds of donors as they're coming in, right? So I mean, many. someone's coming in saying, I'm going to give a thousand dollars. But as you said earlier, then you could, you could get that person maybe to give up to $10,000 because right. the experience is what's actually going to push it right. versus, you know, buying a couple more items. Right. And, and that's where the biggest jump in fundraising can truly happen is within that paddle raise, within that fund, the need, because your silent auction is going to cap out at whatever it's going to cap out at your live auction. You know what I mean? Unless you have some amazing items and some amazing donors or your world champion auctioneer and that. So then you, you have uh, you know, you've kind of only got a certain amount that you're going to raise, but the, potential within the fund of need is unlimited. It's, yeah. it's, it's how, it, it's how much do you want to raise and how you can use those right strategies and techniques to, to, to identify what your true potential is. And it's kind of scary to think of how the opportunity costs of organizations that haven't been doing this, or they've been doing it poorly. Like how many billions of dollars are we leaving on the table? Like literally on the fundraising table, if not done effectively, let's really tap into that true potential of what that opportunity is and how we can fundraise better and, and create better experiences to just really make a bigger impact in the world. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's really well said. And, um, I, I like this, uh, this concept of, you know, moving, uh, an event fundraising strategy from, from transactional to transformation, transformational, because it unlocks the potential as you, as you've shared yeah. of giving the organization the ability to have a more kind of long tail relationship yeah. with the donor, right? Yeah. Someone yeah. that buys a thousand dollar ticket to uh, something that they could, you know, buy anywhere versus funding, uh, you know, a kid to go to school for the rest of the year, right. like that, the meaning of that's going to be very different so much more. Uh, and, and creates opportunities for engagement down the road, you know, much more kind of, uh, more effective engagement yeah. down the road. And that's where the, the event, when you, you change the focus of the event being the midpoint or the, the beginning of a relationship, and then it's like, how can you then showcase the impact of that gift beyond that? And then that's where you continue to re-inspire, re-energize that connection of the, of the donor to your organization, your impact that you're having. And then that's where we can, we can move them up the ladder and, and take a thousand dollar donor into a $10,000 donor or a $10,000 donor into a 50,000 or, you know, taking a major donor like that and then transfer forming them into a legacy donor to where, you know, they do want to, you know, make a significant in investment within your, your mission. It's, it's, it's amazing when it happens. And, and I love to see organizations that do that because it truly can change everything. Yeah. So you've, you've told us about, um, the golden goosebump moment mm -hmm. you told us about like the kind of key ingredients to make an event successful. Um, I'd love to hear your perspective on what like what are the things nonprofits should stay away from, or what are you know of the ten thousand plus hours of experience that you have? Uh, what are some like mistakes that as nonprofits are gearing up for their you know their annual galas in, in twenty twenty and and beyond? Like what are some mistakes that you can help navigate 
uh, that you can share um, so that organizations don't make those for mistakes. sure. So, so it's setting the expectations of what this event is. I mean, a lot of times organizations forget to put that this is a fundraiser. That's like, yeah, well, it's going to be spectacular. It's going to be amazing. Well, this is a fundraiser. You have to right. you have to say that that's going to be there, and you have to also share. You know, what are the activities that are going to happen? I mean, okay, if you're going to have auctions, let people know what those auctions are and what those items are. Market those. I mean, you're opening a store for one day. You yeah. have to market those effectively. But what's most importantly in that is 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 marketing your mission effectively and marketing that impact. So when somebody raises their paddle, they know what that's going to. So who are you benefiting? You know, with that. So so it's that that preparation. You know, for the event is one thing that they that they need to do. Events that don't do that. It, 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 it just, you know, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. So getting the right people in the room, you know, proper audience development is, is key. So, so making sure that you do have the right people in the room, you don't want a ton of vendors. You don't want a ton of, you know, corporate tables that just, you know, send, you know, kind of the, the low level staff in for a free meal. You want to, you have the right uh, audience that's cultivated and ready, to, ready to give. And then looking at that story that you're telling, how you're telling it, how you're, you know, showing the impact of everybody's like, Oh, we need to have statistics. Statistics don't, don't sell mission. It's the stories. It's that, 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 you know, kind of human relationships. So setting that up. And then once you've again, identified and created that golden goosebump moment, what's said immediately after that? And so many times we hear from, from nonprofits to be like, Oh yeah, it was great. And then our auctioneer or our asker or our board member, whoever they said the wrong thing. And it was like a record scratch. It was, oh, wow. and it just takes everybody out of that moment and, and just destroys it. And it's where, where they could have raised a ton of money and people just all of a sudden are like, Oh, and they just, like you said, you go to these terrible events. You're like, oh my God. So that's, you have to have the right person to, to, to make that to ask. facilitate that conversation. Yeah, and, to, and yeah. then the right person there that can really speak your language and understand what's going on yeah. and see that. So that, I mean, is a big thing. And then the last is, is saying thank you. Right. A lot of times they forget to do that. And if they don't say thank you immediately, effectively, and, and show the impact of the gift, that donor, they might only be there for one night and you might only have one time to, to create that relationship. But if they give you something and you don't say thank you in an effective manner, they're gone forever because there's 1.5 million nonprofits out there that they want to give money to and you're competing against all of them. So you have to have the right gratitude process. So what are, aside from like the, the, you know, the hug, uh, concept. Right. I could see some organizations have maybe a hard time uh, deploying that strategy. Right. It's what not are, for everybody. What are, what, what are some other, um, what are some other things you've seen to, to be effective at nonprofits uh, that around the gratitude and notion? Well, so we love when the paddles go up, you know, whether the hugs coming out or sometimes there's events that it's like champion for kids or whatever, then, you know, there's some medals. Sometimes there's tokens that'll okay. get handed out, maybe a bracelet, maybe, you know, something that is yeah. kind of a token of that giving. The other night we were doing a, a, a private school event and they were trying to fund the cafeteria. So then what they did is they had these these uh, baseball hats okay. with you know I you know I helped to fund the cafeteria so oh, they nice. they they handed out all these hats to everybody I mean yeah. they had a giant box of hats and it was all gone because everybody wanted one and it was a way to say thank you and a, a way for the audience to feel like they were a part of that so having some type of, of of token for giving you know once the paddle goes up is is a great thing to do but then it's also the uh, that surprise and delight afterwards for you know like 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 creating some uh you know, some type of experience after the ballroom doors kind of you know, yeah. People are starting to filter out. It's like, you know, is there a hot chocolate station? Is there, you know, this or is there that? Um, my favorite is fresh. Hopefully an open bar. Oh, yep, right. After yeah. parties are After great. Party. Yeah. Everybody loves that. Um, but the uh, the fresh baked cookies in the valet. Okay. And you come in with a handwritten note by the kids and, and, and it just like really, really instills that spirit beyond the event. And then, you know, it, it's that thing that you want to create that thing that they'll wake up the next morning and be like, oh, that was awesome. And then they'll tell their friends about it. And then now your donors are becoming your best ambassadors as well, too. So something creating something cute.
So aside from like the kind of like pulling at the emotional, you know, like heartstrings, are, what about like are, are galas, does it work well to educate, right? Because I've been yeah. to a lot of galas where um, maybe like at the beginning of the program or like the near the end of the program, um, the the CEO or executive director maybe like will do a 20 minute talk on <sighs> the issue. Oh is God. that a buzzkill or totally. is that important? Totally. You, it, it used to be like, okay, more is more. No, no, less is more. Okay. Small remarks, impactful remarks are way more powerful than a 20 minute okay. speech that's going to go out. And, and it's those little taste test, you know, marks, because especially now, I mean, attention spans are shrinking. Yeah. So how, you know, how can you capture that attention in a, in a meaningful way? And then how can you keep that inspiration rolling? You know, sure. is it little bitty videos? Is it little, you know, remarks? Is it pictures on the screen? You know, what is that? Because this is an opportunity you have to educate your your guests that are hopefully going to trans you know transform into donors. This is also an opportunity to re-energize your current donors and really kind of give them a state of this is where we're at. Right. So there has to be education upon what is happening with the mission, but then the impact. That's sure. that's what you have to share. So it's it's more about uh, inspiring the donor. You yep. know, talking about like the impact. So yep. there's like that baseline kind of understanding. Yep. Uh, and then part of the kind of cultivation and, and gratitude kind of follow up yep. to keep the donor engaged. Yep. Uh, and a part of the organization, uh, more education can happen like after the fact. But totally. when you're in the moment, it's, you know, it's make that emotional appeal um, because that's that's why people give. Yep. Uh, and then after the fact, when they're when they're hooked, uh, maybe educate them more so that they go deeper with the organization and stay around a longer period of time. And, that, and that's what you want. So many times we'll work with organizations, we'll you know, raise a ton of money on the night of, but then I'll have the development director, the CEO call up, you know, in our wrap up meeting and be like, you'll never guess what happened. Someone raised their paddle for $500 and they just dropped off a check for five grand. Oh, wow. And it was because they, they, you know, they were inspired, they were motivated, you know, to give a little bit. And, and this is big buzzword in fundraising world is test money. Okay. They were giving test money on the night of oh, the event to be like, what is, what, how is this going to make me feel? And then if you have that effective follow-up process, yeah. that gratitude process beyond that, it now it leads to bigger gifts. And yeah. then that's how you can then, you know, move them up the ladder. And it happens so many times. They're like, oh yeah, we got a bigger gift from so-and-so because they they felt so good at the event and they slept on it. They talked about it. They looked at their budget. Like, you know what? I want to make a bigger impact. I want to make a more significant investment in your mission. Let's, uh, we're going to write a, a deeper check. Nice. Yeah. So as, as we kind of wrap up here, uh, I'd love to spend a, maybe the last couple minutes uh, hearing from your perspective on where where events are going. Right. Um, how do you foresee, you know, the next decade of events panning out for nonprofits? For sure. Uh, what are the type of events that are going to help nonprofits win in, in 2020 and beyond? For sure. So what's going to happen is event time is going to shrink. Okay. Um, silent auctions are, are shrinking, if not disappearing. Live auctions are shrinking, if not disappearing. And it's moving to a more uh, professionally produced event okay. um, because we are, we're designing that experience. We're designing that feeling. So events are going to really trend towards that. And so those organizations that are investing in that production, uh, and then they're also investing within their fundraising with that preparation leading up to, and then having the right person there to help with the fundraising is, is what's going to, uh, is going to separate the performers the successful events from the ones that are that are going to probably fade away so it, it's it, it's really looking at the donor experience and creating a donor centric experience like focusing on what what does the donor want yeah. and then when you give them what what they want then they're going to give you what you want which is the treasure the time the talent the tribe the connections all of those pieces you know they're going to come with that so that's what i see events are going to shrink because i mean there's so many events that are in the world yeah. but you have to find out how you can stand out amongst the noise i mean and it's it's just very simple marketing so, so what what can you do to accentuate the ex yeah. experience yeah so like simply put it's just like 
uh, events are going to focus more on on just an incredible experience yeah. and and everything else is going to kind of be cut out if, right. if it doesn't contribute towards that right. overall yeah. kind of feeling of, of a good event, good experience, and, and, and so That's forth. Right. If it doesn't add to that, forget it, and let's focus on what really matters. Yeah, because yeah, that could be scary for some nonprofits maybe who you know are, are raising uh, tens of thousands of dollars through these silent auctions right. uh, and to convince them to stop doing that and instead invest what you spent on the silent auction into a better experience because right. hopefully that will raise more. I can see how that could be scary for some nonprofits, but from your experience, you're seeing that it's actually it's paying off. For sure, because then you can spend, you know, the time that you were spending on going and getting all the gift cards and getting all this stuff. It's like, let's have actual conversations with our donors that are going to attend. I mean, yeah, if you're raising $20,000 in your silent auction, I mean, how many items is that? How many hours is that? But let's have some some really good conversations with major donors and other corporations. Maybe that could come in with some other sponsorship money and you can offset that, you know, hugely. I mean, if you're you having a silent auction, making sure it's strategic. If you're going to have a live auction, make sure it's strategic and it all needs to help to build that momentum into that golden goosebump moment and looking at, you know, what is the return on investment of time and dollars? Where are you going to make your most money? Paddle raise, fun to need, amazing live auctions and everything else. Again, we got to forget that it's, it's, it focus on, on what matters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bobby, thank you so much for coming in today uh, and yeah. enlightening us on what makes events so special. Um, for all of our nonprofit friends that are listening, uh, they can get in touch with you directly, Definitely. Uh, Bobby D, yeah. to uh, basically help uh, design their next big event. And so, right. uh, if you're if you're a nonprofit looking to scale up your fundraising through events and or looking to revive an event that hasn't maybe produced the best return for you in the last few years, Bobby D is the guy to talk to because he and his team can help take it to the next level. So thanks for coming in today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode of Nonstop Nonprofit. This podcast is brought to you by your friends at Fundraise, nonprofit fundraising software built by nonprofit people. If you'd like to continue the conversation, find me on LinkedIn or text me at 562-242-8160. And don't forget to get your next episode the second it hits the internets. Go to nonstopnonprofitpodcast.com and sign up for email notifications today. See you next time.